0: Welcome to the Pirates Overboard podcast. I'm your host, Justin Ostwick. joined alongside Jonathan Luters. We are two student-athletes excited to sit down with fellow Pirates to talk about their experience here at the Hall and learn more about them on a personal level. Go check out and follow the Pirates Overboard Instagram page for all of our content. And if you want to go watch our podcasts, go to our YouTube page at Pirates Overboard. So let's get into it.
1: Our next guest is Kelsey Carr. Kelsey is a senior softball player for our Lady Pirates, and she is coming off a phenomenal season where she was a unanimous selection to the All-Big East First Team, Big East All Tournament Team, NFCA All Region First Team, and was nominated as the Big East Pitcher of the Year, the very first in program history, leading the softball team to their first Big East championship in nearly two decades. Kelsey led the Big East with a 1.82 ERA and 61.2 innings pitch during conference play, and was one of only two players in the country to have a sub two ERA, hit 10 plus home runs and drive in 50 plus runs, incredible. On the academic side, Kelsey will earn a BS in psychology with a minor in business administration this upcoming May and will be pursuing a master's degree in accounting starting after graduation this summer. Kelsey has shown a ton of grit throughout her career overcoming injuries to come back even stronger on the back end and she offers her advice to other student athletes on how to overcome their injuries and keep going. Kelsey is a phenomenal representative of the softball team and Seton Hall as a whole. And we are excited to share this conversation and everything Kelsey has to share with you. So without further ado, Kelsey Carr.
0: So welcome Kelsey Carr. Now. Booters, before everyone came up here, there's a Seton Hall basketball game they're playing out in Creighton. Mm-hmm. And there's about seven guys in that back booth and girls in that back booth. And they're like, Oh, who's on today? Who's on today? I'm like, Kelsey Carr. There was some hooting and hollering today. So there's some excitement here in the booth today. So Kelsey Carr, uh, Seton Hall softball player. How are you doing on this Sunday afternoon? i are doing
2: good. Thanks for having
0: me. Awesome. Of course. And so you are getting ready for the spring semester now, getting ready to play. So what did the fall kind of look like for you?
2: Um, Just kind of getting back into everything. I mean, coming off, I took the break during the summer, um, healing a bit, but getting back into it, playing some games, shaking the rust off. Um, it was a good fall.
1: And I, I just wanted to we were just talking about us off mic beforehand. Um, I was able to go to that St. John's series where the idea of this whole podcast came about and watching Kelsey pitch and hit like a whole game, hit a whole game, and when you say you're taking the summer off, healing up the body, and whatnot, she was pitching on like a, what was, I don't want to speak out, out of terms here, but it was a broken foot practically, right? Is that what no, it was?
2: Uh, I had a bone marrow edema in, I don't know, tibial or fibula, I don't know. Okay. I we had two here. Yeah, <that>. I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but it was just basically like from impact. I had a lot of swelling in my bone, um, just healing from that, really.
1: But regardless, yeah. it was like a really tough thing to pitch through. And then afterwards so you went in a boot mm-hmm. and you're like, all right, I'm good, I'll be I'll be good for next week. And like oh my god, this is <laughs> this is crazy. So that was pretty pretty war like to see it was awesome.
0: So funny story off that. I think one of the first time you had the boot on was for the Villanova series, if I remember correctly, but it was pouring rain the whole weekend, or was that later on in the season?
2: I'm not exactly sure. It was pretty
0: early on okay. when I went in So I'm not, I'm not sure, but I am calling the Villanova game. It's pouring rain. You guys got delayed. It was a fight to keep the game going on, but all our equipment got fried. But anyway, yeah. besides the point, I remember walking into that game and I seeing you in the boot. I'm like, oh no, what have I not known for like, Kelsey's in a boot and then she's playing. I'm like, oh wait, this is awesome. Like, yeah. this is crazy. Minus, yeah. minus the technical issues that we had during that game. It was awesome to see you play. So. What are some of the things you're looking forward to in the spring season? You have about two weeks until you go down to FAU and play some really big teams, including Michigan as one of those teams. So talk to us about a little bit of the things that you're looking forward to.
2: Honestly, just getting back out there and playing. I think starting games is like the most exciting part of the season. Um, And just taking all of what we worked for last year and kind of looking forward to that goal this year. um, That's really what I'm most excited for.
0: Yeah, I'm as I told Coach Churchill back in December. As I've told Mike Federico, the sports director, I am so excited to call your games once I'm done swimming and like just being able to sit back and watch you guys do some really great stuff. Um, as I told Mike and Coach Churchill, I like to stay out of the cold weather games uh, because we don't get put in the booth, uh, as many of you may know. That we get put on the on the stands. <laughs> We're sitting with the stands, freezing our little tuxes off, but. Um, enjoy each and every game and I just it's gonna be exciting both both your teams are gonna be really good this year I I feel it right here and you guys put in so much hard work in the fall to get to the spring semester and it's gonna be a crazy ride Yeah, so let's get into a little bit about your backstory here so kind of talk to us about what got you into playing softball in the first place
2: I'd say my family um I mean my dad played baseball in college my mom played softball, but then ended up playing basketball in college. But my whole family was just really big into athletics. My brother plays baseball. My sister played softball growing up. And when I was younger, I would go to my sister's games and on the side with my dad, like I would imitate the pitcher. And I think that's really how I started liking pitching. And that was when I was like six. Wow. So then when I was, when I turned seven, I started taking like pitching lessons. Um, I started playing travel ball when I was seven for like a 10U team.
1: Oh, like um, for a 10U team? Was uh-huh. seven?
2: They didn't have anything younger than that. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Well, I started T ball before that, but because they wouldn't let me play softball. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, um, since then, I mean, it just kind of took off from there.
1: Wow. So, yeah. Semi on the U10 team. And were you pitching at that point? Or is that what, what was position wise then?
2: Uh, I was pitching. Okay. Um, my dad always tells me stories because i wasn't very good as the 10 year olds were um oh, well, three, but three
1: three year age gap right? i know yeah
2: but um my coach was like totally awesome and wanted to get me like the experience so he put me in there i was walking people i distinctly remember throwing a ball over the backstop and that was <laughs> that's like a core memory and my dad is like cringing on the sidelines and he's like, take her out, take her out. And he's like, no, like she needs this. Oh. So it was like big in those like developmental years to get to where I am.
1: Right. And then you said your sister played. Mm-hmm. So was your sister play any role in you developing as a softball pitcher or, or as a player in general?
2: She didn't pitch. She didn't pitch. Well, OK, got it. Kind of. But not th- nothing is like she didn't take lessons and stuff like that okay. like I did, but just Growing up and seeing her play, I really wanted to play and keep doing that. Right, Yeah.
0: awesome, very cool. Yeah, that's so cool being from a huge family uh, background that was all into sports. Is there like one key like piece of advice any part of your family gave you as you were doing those development stages of getting into softball?
2: I think my dad, for the most part, and my mom, I mean, they both coached me at one point. Um, and just really like working hard, just kind of instilled in me that um, like I can do it and just to keep working hard.
1: Yeah, that's awesome. And did you, so you're going through club ball when you're younger, Mm -hmm. actually then high school ball, you had a great high school career. When did you know that you wanted to play college softball? Was that earlier on, was that in high school? Was that from club ball, when was that?
2: I'd say middle school. Middle school. Yeah. that's when, I mean, it was before the recruiting rules changed. Right. Um, so there really was no time limit on when you could commit and start talking to coaches at that age. Um, and I was playing for a team Long island at that point, And a lot of the girls on my team were also talking to coaches and we were going to showcases. Nice. Um, so that all probably really picked up in eighth grade, okay. like emailing coaches, seeing them at tournaments. Um, and then i ended up committing at the end of my freshman year of high school wow. yeah so it was really early
1: yeah
2: super early i
1: guess that's awesome though the yeah. fact that you kind of knew like early on and you were committed as a two-way then pitcher mm-hmm. and hitter yes that's awesome so then you had so you then knew to okay, both pitching and the hitting mm-hmm. and you knew you were going to school and everything. you had all figured out Yeah. what was that like knowing so early that you were going to your college in four years like was that like it was that a tough decision to make? Would you have other schools in the picture or was Seton Hall a place you always wanted to go?
2: Um, There were definitely other schools that I was looking at, um, but I think obviously with the old coaching staff, I was always talking to Paige um, and talking to her like made me feel super comfortable, made me really want to come here. That was kind of part of the ultimate decision to come here. And after deciding on that, I think after that, I just had like a goal to, so, I mean, like I knew where I was going, but I knew where I wanted to be when I got there. Mm-hmm. So after that, it kind of just let me like relax and really focus on getting better at softball.
0: That is crazy to hear, He's like we've talked to other athletes, including myself who didn't commit till their senior year of high school, mm-hmm. so, like mm-hmm. spring, so like spring of senior year of high school. So like, it's really cool to hear that, like you kind of knew where you wanted to go and like just having that kind of off your back. And I also wanted to mention some of your high school stats here. Named first-team all-star by the New York State Sports Writer Association, racked up 792 strikeouts in three seasons before her senior season, because obviously her senior season was the COVID year, so she kind of sadly lost that season. In your junior year, you batted 466 with a career-high six home runs, and then you helped guide Archbishop to three straight CHSAA championships, including a state championship runner-up finish in her junior season. So just a couple of accolades there in her high school career. So I'm going to throw out a hypothetical here. Do you think your senior year if you had that full season that you would have been able to win that state championship?
2: Yes and no. I like I think about it and like obviously that was the ultimate goal like to win a state championship. Mm. But also like you never know what was going to happen that year. I don't like to think about it. (laughs) (laughs) I really wanted that last season. But
0: Mm, yeah. Yeah. Now you've talked about the the COVID and like we think of it as like we were in college already, your season got ended, didn't even start your freshman year. And right. then for us, we're finishing up early, didn't have off-season training and stuff like that. But kind of crazy to think about the people behind us losing seasons because of it and how that's f- affected recruiting and stuff like that.
1: Right, I was just gonna mention like there, if you, it's really good that you already committed at mm-hmm. that point, because mm-hmm. I can't even imagine like if you were like a sophomore or a junior at that time when COVID happened, I don't know what the softball recruiting like what that happened for baseball it definitely got all tossed up in the air because everything i flipped on his head in terms mm-hmm. of recruiting in terms of the rules and all that stuff so that's really good you got it out of the way early when you came here and you're going unfortunately yeah. you couldn't get a senior season that obviously stinks for all those senior yeah. high school athletes but now we're here so mm-hmm. that's it
0: yeah a bunch of years later so I'm gonna go do you have a core memory from your high school career that like you're gonna 10 15 years down the road and say like hey that's like a of my favorite uh, high school memories that i had and i can like kind of tell stories to friends and family stuff like that
2: not like a distinct like one memory i think it is kind of like a combination of all the seasons together i mean we always had a great group of girls on that team um all like a couple played in college a couple like were just playing for fun or just starting and i think the mix of girls like made that really special, but also um, my coach, uh, She I still talk to her today. Um, she's awesome. really awesome. She actually just retired, um, but she made every game like fun. And I think that was a lot different from travel ball in sure. a sense, because it was a lot more competitive than travel ball. Yeah. But high school was definitely just, when I think back, all I can think about is how fun it was.
0: Was there like a lesson that your high school coach like Taught you through your three years there that you still implement now being in your senior year of college?
2: Yeah, she always um, made sure I wasn't like too hard on myself um, because like it was just high school, like softball, it wasn't anything like crazy serious. um, And I could get really hard on myself sometimes, and she would just kind of talk to me and be like, Chill out, like you're fine, you're better than you think you are um but yeah just to keep having fun and not being too hard on myself
1: those are always like awesome words to hear from your coach like hey like i, I kind of like that i believe in you but like, mm-hmm. you're better than you think you are like you're yeah and as with any athlete but i know for yourself like how for how good you are like you're you're probably really tough on yourself your standards are so high mm-hmm. for yourself both pitching and hitting and to have your coach kind of step out like you got this like mm-hmm. you're better than you think you are just go out there and like have fun because then in club ball you're saying like High can be very stressful. I'm sure a lot of softball and baseball players and all the club sports like because you're trying to get recruited, you're trying to perform. Sometimes, like you're traveling all over the place in the summertime, and you're under a time crunch. So to have high school times to have fun, like kind of let loose, mm-hmm. is a huge blessing. That, like for your case, like too in the situation, you're already done at that point. Just go out there and kind of like just dominate as you did, and be like, you're really, really good. So just go out there and have fun. So that's awesome.
0: Yeah. This is this might be a dumb question. How does club softball slash baseball work? Is that just a summertime thing? Is that a all year round thing where you're playing indoors, especially in the Northeast where it's winter? Like, how does that work?
2: It's an all year thing. Um, I think we might have gotten like a two week break here and there. Mm. Um, But it's mostly summer because of obviously high school ball. You can't kind of compete with that season. but during the summer, it's a lot of traveling, even through the fall, um, still a lot of traveling. And then in the winter, we would go inside a lot, um, have like longer practices, uh, sometimes get like a warm weather state to go play and if
0: there was a tournament there, but
2: it was really all year round.
0: Yeah, that's that's, inter- that's an interesting like concept as, as a swimmer. There's a pool always indoors, which I don't right. have to worry about weather or conditions or, the only, con- the only condition we have to worry about is a possible broken heater. Uh, that <laughs> really stinks when the water is like under seventy, and you're saying, "Coach, you say, hey, we're gonna have a three-hour practice today. Here we go, get warm somehow, figure it out. Love yeah. those practices, but like, it's something that, like, as a as a swimmer, I'm like, ah, I'm glad I don't have to be outside all the time. It's kind of nice. Yeah, yeah, I know. And
1: going back to the the club ball or high school ball, like they're definitely, I'm not sure in softball and baseball, like. The club ball like level play is usually a little better yeah. because i mean you're getting people that want to play in college for the most part i'm mm-hmm. sure is that the same thing yeah in softball? Exactly. got it yeah so usually club ball has a little better competitive stuff and that's where you get recruited so that's what yeah, really the main difference the big,
0: main place. yeah so let's let's get into the time here at Seton hall so you kind of talked about how you committed your freshman year of high school to come here to play at Seton hall so what were some of the things that drew you to come play here
2: a big part, like I said before, was Coach Page. Um, she was awesome in the whole recruiting process. And then when I finally like stepped on campus, uh, I really liked the size of it, like small, like but not too small. I really didn't want to go to like a huge, huge campus school. Um, and just how, like, when I was getting shown around, like I forget who it was that was showing me around, but they would like see people say hi, like everyone kind of knew each other. And I thought that was like really cool to have that community here.
0: Yeah, that's kind of the, the coolest thing about seeing hall. Like like you just said, just you can run into anybody at any point in the middle of campus and you can have a quick five second conversation while you're walking to class. And it's not like it, you're completely out of your way. You can get to class plenty of time. So just seeing everybody on campus on a daily basis just brings that atmosphere, which is awesome. Was the
1: proximity of being close to home also a big one as well? Or, yeah. 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 I mean, they mm-hmm.
2: like, yeah, come yeah, like, awesome. um, a bunch of weekends. It's only like an hour drive for me. So
0: they probably love that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so when you transitioned from high school to college, what was one of the biggest ones that you saw and how did you overcome that transition?
2: I think the biggest part was kind of balancing class with practice and I feel like we kind of got eased into that uh, transition with COVID happening, Um, online classes. There wasn't really any like being late for anything Mm -hmm. because you had that time to like be on your laptop and then go right to practice after that. But definitely like handling the workload with softball and like also getting like your extra reps in and everything like that Mm
0: -hmm. was the
2: biggest transition, yeah.
0: I will say as a sophomore going from so i was a bio major then i transitioned to undeclared then i went to journalism and then being the sophomore year being all remote was kind of or hybrid at that point it was kind of nice mm-hmm. same way you just said because you didn't have to run from class to practice most of your class like most of my classes were done in the morning my practice was at night so i had a nice little block to do homework and it is a big transition i think it's talked about a lot and i think it doesn't hit you like that class workload and that's that's that, that, that athlete workload until like three weeks into semester you're like oh this is what they talk about with that class work and, yeah. um and ath- athletic stuff so but there's so many support systems here that help you through that which is amazing here at z Hall. it's it's definitely useful during those times yeah and baseball and softball like having like similar
1: schedules so like knowing i guess like for you actually times two with doing the pitching i'm going to for that together so you have to do the pitching and the hitting stuff, correct. Mm-hmm. So, what is a typical like day if you have to do both pitching and hitting, and class, and whatever else you gotta do, extra work-wise? What does that look like for you, starting from the morning, go through like to the evening, if you have both pitching and hitting yeah. to do that day?
2: Um, well, I guess right now is like a perfect example. Like, sure. My Tuesdays and Thursdays are kind of my biggest, uh, busiest days. Yeah, with classes, um, so like we'll wake up, have lift at six thirty, we'll 6 seven o'clock um and then i have an 8 a.m a, a 9 30 and an 11 o'clock class yeah and then we go into hitting groups um oh. so there was a morning group but i'm in like the twelve fifteen group so i'm running right from class <laughs> to hitting and then um because of also the cage times right now right after my hitting group i run upstairs and throw my bullpen
1: oh, and man. then
2: i'm done for the day
1: oh my so then you you warm up like are you like warmed up going right upstairs or do you have to like kind of get loose then throw it
2: no i'm pretty warm you're pretty I'm warm oh awesome. yeah. so like, let's go here we yeah. go yeah. Boom. <laughs> i'm just ready to get in get out we're good <laughs> how long
1: is your bullpen usually last like i know for um, baseball and softball it's slightly different but
2: like 45 minutes okay wow yeah. that's good that's
1: a good length of time
2: mm-hmm. wow awesome sometimes it's shorter sometimes longer like depending on how you feel for the
1: day and then after that you're done so like homework yeah reading, all that type of stuff mm-hmm. wow that's a because like think about it if you're just it's like the shohei otani basically you have yeah. to hit and pitch to do like just one thing just for a hitter like to do ones a lot but to do both mm-hmm. and especially the high level like you do is incredible so to do that workload is awesome so really good for you It's really, really yeah. awesome
0: i can only imagine so your monday wednesday is a lot lighter in the sense that like you can kind of like kind of bulk up your class on the two days so your monday wednesday friday is a little lighter
2: mm-hmm. yeah i have only have one like night class mondays but we're off on mondays anyway okay. and then wednesdays i don't have class so i can just worry about my bullpen and a hitting group or defense or something like that and then Friday's no class so just practice
1: awesome yeah, yeah especially right now in the spring travel no. and all that when you're throwing your bullpen, I don't want to get like, too technical here because obviously like really, keep it kind of broad and yeah. not of <laughs> softball baseball talk. but what's like a really good bullpen for you like obviously like hitting your spots and whatnot mm-hmm. like when do you know what kind of when to cut it, call it quits like are you looking for a certain amount of pitches hitting a certain mm-hmm. number of spots what is that for mm-hmm. you
2: um after like the whole warm-up and stuff uh coach mess normally has right. um what we're doing for the day so like a rather easy kind of day like is just like throw three innings and okay. like get those nine outs um okay. kind of like hit your spots throw some strikes you're good it's a usual business yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah um and other days you'll have different things that we're working on whether it's like two strike pitches or like Got we it. have a main focus for the day. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. So then once we're done with that, then we're good.
1: Just trying to get in the
0: mind of the, mm-hmm. the east pitcher of the year. That's just all, just all bit, it is. Yeah. Just a little bit. You had a pretty significant shoulder surgery your sophomore year. So talk about what that kind of rehab looked like for you and like how you made that comeback to last year.
2: Yeah. So I mean it kind of started at the end of my freshman season. Um I was having pain saw a doctor after the season and ended up getting an MRI, like having a tear, but they were like, let's just do a cortisone shot, try that out. So then I ended up pitching that fall when our new coaching staff came in and then ultimately still had pain and decided to have that surgery, which was a really hard decision, but it started, I had that surgery in October and really rehab started like soon after that. I was with Gabe almost every day and it was hard. I think gaining like range of motion was the hardest part and kind of like not knowing if I was like going to be able to throw the same. I think that was like the biggest question. And I mean, the rehab was just kind of grueling at times. Like it's the same thing every day. Um, but finally being able to like start throwing again, that started like during our season so we were like traveling and I was like warming up and throwing with some of the girls um, which was really cool but it definitely wasn't easy but I'm glad I went through it.
1: Yeah, what What advice would you have for someone going through something similar that you did where it's an mm-hmm. you elbow or shoulder or whatever as from a pitcher's perspective because the length of time it takes to get back and obviously for how competitive and want to be on the field you are. Mm -hmm. What advice would you have a person like to just keep going, even though it's tough?
2: I think the biggest thing was to not rush it. I know there were times that I was in rehab and I was like, I wish I was able to do this and like kind of pushing myself. And Gabe just kind of reminded me, like, take your time. There is no rush right now. And like you want your shoulder to be better than it was in that. At that time. And so I'd say, really don't rush it because it comes back with time. And I think the biggest thing is taking that time. Yeah. Because that's really the only thing that you can't control. Right. But that really helped. Yeah. And
1: it's that is so frustrating too. Like yeah. I'm sure every athlete and some, well, maybe not, I hope not every athlete, but some athletes have had the experience of being hurt for an extended period of time. And it's frustrating because mm-hmm. you just want to be out there. A man like to acknowledge that you had the freshman year. Had the sophomore year, had the surgery, and getting through with that, and to last year to being the big East pitcher of the year. What's like your thoughts on that from that gap year of being out and rehabbing, and to next year coming in, biggest pitcher of the year, and having the year you had? What are your thoughts on that?
2: I didn't expect that to happen. Um, I kind of came back wanting to be better than I was before the surgery, and I think. The time that it took, like I definitely needed, and taking that step and sitting throughout the season and watching and learning, definitely helped me be successful last year. I think that was really
1: big. Was there anything in particular when you like when you were learning like off from the side because you're you're seeing the game from a different point of mm-hmm. view? Was that anything in particular, or just more in general observing?
2: Well, I was actually. I've talked about this a bit, but Coach Mess had me on, like, a chart for the hitters, actually. Okay. Um, And it was just charting, like, where exactly they were getting thrown. So, like, outside, inside, literally making a chart of (laughs) everything they were thrown. And I think that really helped me, like, get a different perspective of, like, where pitchers were throwing us and, like, the patterns that you see throughout a game. Interesting. But also like it helped me on the hitting side, but also the pitching side. Oh, I'm like, what hitters are then expecting to see.
1: So then you got benefit
0: from the pitching side also the mm-hmm. hitting side, and then how the season you did look at that. Yeah. That's awesome, really, really cool. Yeah, that is really awesome. I gotta take a step back here and just really shout out those athletic trainers and yeah. mm-hmm. and Gabe, of course, who's our PT, but also athletic trainer. I don't know his like specific role. <laughs> he's got a new desk, by the way. I don't know yes. if he's been down. I'm down there. Uh, I've been there a lot recently, but they spend a lot of time down there with our athletes and they uh, they definitely deserve the the shout out uh, here because they, they put us all back together, they tape us together, they glue us together and keep us as that healthiest we can throughout a Absolutely. season. And then like you said, like rehabbing and stuff like that so that we can get ready for each and every next season. So uh, thank you downstairs for those athletic trainers and, and PTs that really keep us together. So I'm gonna kind of move forward from the injury and really talk about last year, we can't mention we can't go without this interview talking about the Big East championship run and, and stuff like that so what were some of your favorite moments in that championship run there are so many memorable moments whether it's the, the walk-off home runs the last out uh, uh against uconn so can you pinpoint one memory that's your favorite
2: there are so many good times
0: <laughs> or, or a few of them, or <laughs> a few of them. Let's top, top of all yeah go ahead i
2: mean the je game was just super exciting yeah i mean Everyone was at the edge of their seats for that (laughs) That, game. We made that one fun. Um, (laughs) That game was definitely exciting. And then honestly, the championship game was Mm -hmm. just kind of surreal in the moment of that happening. Abby catching the last out. that uh, was just really great. I, I knew that ball was going to her too. She, I'm not she Abby. Says that. Abby yeah. pitches the last out of like every like important game, <laughs> but, and so that ball went up, and I was like, "Abby's got it."
1: <laughs> That's so funny. because yeah. she a- she said that too. Yeah. and I'm like, "What do you mean? Like you know?" And she's like, "You just kind of like know, but like yeah, but like how you know? <laughs> you <laughs> just, just like- <laughs> you
2: get that feeling."
0: Lutus, do you have that feeling of when it's coming to you in the infield, or is it like, "Here we go." <sighs> I mean, not to that, like, certainty. Like, I mean, like she just like, she's like,
1: yeah, yeah, I just knew. I'm like, well, like, are you sure? It's like, yeah, I just knew. I'm like, well, can you, like, pass it on to me? And I'm like, no, like, after right. Like, oh, man. I mean, maybe it's a little different from the infield to the outfield, but I don't have it
0: to that that psychic level. So, yeah, and you know, it was like, fun here on campus, too, because I remember uh, the DePaul game, a bunch of us were listening listening to the call here at the WSUU for the first game of the Big East Championship game. We put it on the Big uh, TVs, the big um, not TV screen, but the big uh, scoreboard in the swim in the, at the pool. Yeah. So we're kick, we're social kicking, watching <laughs> the game. Funny. So anything that was good or bad, you just hear screaming from the pool and the echoing off the rooms. And then I got the pleasure of being in studio for the championship game, yeah. where me and Joe Morales was sitting in the studio, just sweating every out. Yeah. Like, oh, come on, guys! Like, let's close this out. So it was just cool to see around campus, everyone kind of come together, especially in the athletic. Um, departments just like come together like watching this really magical room.
1: I don't I mean you guys are obviously there doing it, mm-hmm. but they're from like every like angle. Like it was on the training room, it was yep. on in the big the, the East Room. There was there was a bunch of people oh, really? like watching it and like I would, like pop by and I go downstairs and, like the laundry room that had on the T V yeah. there. So it was like it was everywhere and it was really cool to see everyone is rooting you guys on it's like we were right in the middle of practicing and mm-hmm. like taking a step out like hey what's the score and yeah. there's really rooting you guys on like even like at our, our houses like for the yeah. days before and after that we're like all right here we go like let's do it like this is awesome yeah. so it was a ton of fun like from the outside like obviously it's the best being
0: there but it was yeah. a ton of fun for us like watching that rooting you guys on So i can't even imagine what it was like in the moment there and having so many i know a bunch of the swim guys went and there was like mm-hmm. a whole like athletic sure. students section there <laughs> i forget for which game they kept showing on the broadcast like this like the sec the scene hall section and just be a bunch of scene hall athletes there, just like so excited to be there so what uh what were some of the games like leading up to that tournament that really got you guys in the mindset of hey we got a really good shot at winning this thing
2: i'd say like halfway through the season we were having a great season so far and a Until that point, like getting into those uh, series and just having that goal in mind was really important for us to. Every game helped us get into that mindset to then go into the tournament confident. And we knew, I think we had taken the game from at least everybody, um, if not one, how many series. But we knew that anybody we faced we could beat. And I think
1: that was really important going into it and coach Churchill talked a little bit like when she came on about the like the mental meetings mental was, training, mental training yeah. sorry that you guys that you guys had and that's something that can be like sometimes overlooked but sometimes like i don't want to say like not looked at it the right way it's the right you know, incorrect way to look at it but that obviously paid dividends i would imagine mm-hmm. what did you take from those mental trainings that you that you guys all applied together on the field
2: i think that the one big thing that we all focused on was before the season started, we did it this year too. Um, we have like a really big sheet of paper and we write like all of our goals and everything we need to do to be successful in that season. And whether that's what batting average we need to like uphold, how many runs we have to score a game, right. the energy that we have to have, and just that like main goal of like Big East tournament. Like right. that's the one we're going for. And I think that was something that really helped keep our team together and focused on just one goal in mind.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah, And it's, it's cool because like those meet from like an individual perspective, but mm-hmm. also like a, a team perspective. Yeah. And it kind of like, as you just said, like that keeps you all in one kind of direction. Yeah. First, if you don't have some end goal in mind, obviously it's the big mm-hmm. they use championship for our sports and whatnot, but just to kind of like write it down and have a tangible in there. Mm-hmm. So you're all known with what you're working for and it's not there. then you don't really have like that kind of mental drive to do that so that's awesome those guys worked so well for you Mm -hmm. so really really cool
0: yeah so let's quickly like look ahead into the season like is there any moments that you're looking forward to is there a non-conference game that you kind of circled is it like the start of big east play to get back into that rigmarole of like playing what is it five times a week sometimes or like is there a specific like like I said is there a specific game that you're most excited for for this year um
2: not a specific game I think Preseason season non-conference games are going to be really big for us. Um, we have a hard schedule. Uh, we open up with Michigan, and I think starting those and really jumping right in is going to be really big for us. Um, and then playing at that high level, going into Big East is really important. Mm-hmm. Uh, we open up with Villanova, so it's going to be a bang to the start of the season. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I think everything, every game is important.
0: Yeah, it must be cool to playing Coach Churchill's alma mater in one of your first games. Like, that's gonna be kind of surreal for like both your coach and the team. Like playing her alma mater, obviously wanting to get that win uh, down in Florida. So we'll be keeping watch of that for sure. And it's gonna be—I'm so excited for all of it. So let's talk about the academic side of student hobbies. Obviously, we're student athletes. We gotta talk about the student side of things, of course. So you're pursuing your bachelor's in psychology with a minor in business administration. Um, you're planning on pursuing to get your master's in accounting starting in the summer, this summer of 2024. So what are some of their goals post-graduation that you have uh, and that you're kind of looking forward to after school?
2: After graduating, I'm currently kind of looking for an internship this summer, um, kind of dip my toe in the water of the accounting finance world because I really don't have that much experience with it. Um, and then, I mean, I'm starting my master's right away in the summer. So kind of just focusing on that right now and moving through that. I'll finish that in the spring and then go into the real world.
0: <sighs> go into, go into, nice. into the real world. That's kind of nice. That's a one year program, one and done, yeah. um, which is which is huge. That's kind of what we were looking for as well as the <laughs> right. one and done um, master's program. So have you gotten to do like any like internships outside of accounting that have like really gotten to get you have a feel for what the real world is like?
2: Yeah, I had an internship um, prior to deciding I wanted to go like the accounting route. um, I actually have, uh, I'm majoring in psych and I had an internship with a sports psychologist, Mm -hmm. which was really cool. Um, I learned a lot of great things from her that will even help me with softball. But that kind of helped me know what I wanted to do and what I didn't want to do and but also gave me that experience of working for somebody and having a job
0: yeah it's always that first internship getting in a back pocket is always the hardest I feel like. yeah. it's always the most stressful the hardest because it's like you're putting a lot of pressure on Like, okay i need to get one gotta throw out resumes gotta throw out cover letters gotta do this gotta do that and it's a lot of wait and see and then when you get that first that first crack at it you're like oh i got this this is something i can do yeah and just feel
1: like any like experience like in learning mm-hmm. any skills just Important as it is, like I don't want to say it doesn't really matter what it is. Obviously, it was mm-hmm. a field that you were interested in doing sports, yeah. like it's like super, super cool. And plus, it'll help in the softball to mm-hmm. the field, too. So, it's a to kind of kill two birds with one stone. So, get, get an internship, and then you got some skills that you can learn the softball field. So, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. And then, do you have like a professor that has really helped you through this college journey through your four years that you want to quickly shout out? And like, how have they helped you uh, through it through this journey?
2: One of my favorite professors. um Dr. Simon in the psych department Um, Mm -hmm. he taught sports psych and also this leadership course which was different than any other like college course I really took Um, it was very like hands-on like talking to people talking about experiences kind of also debunking kind of things that like you might have thought in the past um, whether it's like opinions or experiences that you've had and kind of Looking at it from a different perspective, and I think that course like really opened my eyes to a lot of things, and Doctor Simon was really helpful in doing that.
1: Yeah, he's he's a really cool professor. Mm-hmm. I've yes. not had the opportunity to. I did the like, cycle. I had an opportunity to have him. Mm-hmm. I heard such great things, and I was trying to take that leadership course. After oh day. yeah. I never fit my schedule, but <laughs> that must have been a really cool opportunity to have mm-hmm.
0: that. That's awesome that yeah cool. yeah i got to take him for sports psych actually in nice. my sophomore year really cool class. he kind of opens up your eyes to the mental side of sport which during my sophomore year mental side of sport was like ah who needs it? it's all physical you just got to power through it but like he opened my eyes up to, like there's a lot more to the mental side of of sports which was kind of really cool to see especially my young college career so we're going to start wrapping up here with our last two segments first one being advice to a pirate so as a team and as an individual, you got to do some really cool things, win a team title, win some really cool uh, individual accolades. What is your advice to pirates that are coming off of tremendous years that are looking to push it forward into the next year?
2: That's a hard one. That's it. Keep working. I mean, you know what you did to have that success in the past, and I don't think like there's little things you can change to be more successful, but kind of sticking to that plan and making those goals to kind of have something tangible to look forward to and push forward to is really important.
0: Awesome, amazing. So we're gonna go into our last segment here. Walk the plank, they are quicker based questions. However, if you have an explanation to anything, please feel free to explain. So first one, best post game meal.
2: That's so hard. Our coaches (laughs) pick really great places to eat. Definitely
0: Outback. Oh, Ooh. yeah. There we yeah. go. Love Have that. To be outback. <laughs> there we go. That, I, we don't get much of a selection. A lot of ours is pizza. We get a box of pizza it's we, just split. We've and heard a lot of pizza responses for that. Yeah. But Outback is probably that, Trump's, that Trump's, Trump's pizza. Sorry, girl, pizza. sorry. All those pizza guys. Favorite pregame song?
2: Uh, Love on Top.
0: I've never heard of that song. Who's a buy? Who's it by? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Oh, jeez. Uh, we're oh, wow. <laughs> we're we gotta, out of we, it. Gotta, we, gotta, we, gotta, we gotta listen to this. Okay, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: yeah. Um, pitch a no-hitter or hit a walk-off home run.
0: Ooh. Can I add another one to this? Pitch a perfect game, pitch a no-hitter, or, pitch a, or hit a walk-off there you home, go. home run. Yeah.
2: Uh, I'd say perfect game.
0: But there's no-hitter. No. So pitch a like no-hitter. You, can, for... can you
1: rank the three? Oh,
2: Okay. Yeah. Uh, there
1: you go.
2: Perfect on. game. Yeah.
1: Walk off home run, no hit Oh, so it does have a difference. Interesting. Yeah. So perfect game like trumps everything. That's like
2: I think that's like a huge yeah. accomplishment. There's a lot more that yeah. has to
1: happen than hit a walk off home run just one like that. I think walk off home runs are just really exciting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. And we've been asking all of our student athlete oh, guests boy. recently, but give us your cold tub, hot tub take in the training room. How much time are you doing cold tub if you do it and how much time in the hot tub if you do it? Or do you just do one or the other?
2: I'm not the biggest fan, because okay. the cold tub's just really cold. <laughs> um, but I think my favorite would be 10 minutes in the cold tub.
1: Whoa, always submerged, or it's like?
2: Whatever you want. Okay, all right. And then, five to 10 in the hot tub, and then you go and dunk in the cold tub, like totally under, and then get out.
1: Wow, that's a great, 10 minutes in the cold tub to start?
2: Yeah. Whew.
1: 10 minutes is really not that bad, man.
2: Really? Yes, all the way It, it 12, it, all it, my, it was yeah. for, First, it's pretty it's pretty cold yeah. <laughs> okay
1: i'm going to add one more thing do you have the thing the the two the buttons pressed so the water's moving or just cold like regular you know what i'm saying oh no like the jets. no you can't put, you, you
2: can't put the jets on the <laughs> that's <terrible>. that's intense <laughs> that's
0: no you uh, i just want like to clarify you have so. the strategy get the toes and hands out the rest of your body in. you're fine uh the toes are the worst part yeah the, toes are the worst <laughs> put some socks on i'm so excited to ask this question to <laughs> <laughs> it's so different all right anyway, all right so on. uh favorite place to play
2: this is gonna be really controversial. I really like playing at UConn. Okay. I think their feel like their facilities and their field is like really nice.
1: I mean you have won a championship there. I so know, yeah, I know. No big deal. Yeah. Um
0: least favorite place to play.
2: In conference, I'd say Georgetown just because their field wasn't ready and you played on like it was kind of like a little League park. <laughs> 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 like that's what it seemed Come like and I Georgetown. think that's what it was. <laughs> yeah.
0: Oh, that's oh, fine. Poor Georgetown. In one word, how has your family impacted your career?
2: Everything.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They're just, just a huge part of why I'm here,
0: yeah. It's awesome. Okay, this is gonna be an interesting one, Looters. Which do you prefer more, Dunkin' or Starbucks?
2: Dunkin' because of the price. Fair. Yeah. Yeah. You need if, a county
1: mine right there. Yeah, <laughs> if,
2: if I have a gift card, I'll go to Starbucks. Okay, fair. I do enjoy Starbucks, but probably Dunkin' just because of the cheaper coffee. Yes. <laughs>
0: and then last one for me. In one word, describe your play style. I don't the trickiest know. question of walk the plank. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Can I put, can I just do win? <laughs> yeah,
0: that works. Yeah, sure. Yeah. yeah. Why win?
2: I mean, a game. I just want to win every game i mean you go into a game you don't want to lose but um i think everything anything can happen in a game you could have literally the worst game of your life and you still win and who cares that's
0: awesome awesome great that's that does
1: it for me anything else you want to add before we wrap things up i don't think so awesome well thank you so much for coming on on a sunday off day for you we really appreciate it good luck this upcoming season pitching and hitting Thank you for everything you do for the softball team, community, and Seton Hall. So we'll be rooting you guys on in the spring. So thank you again. Thanks for having me. Thank
0: you so much for coming on. Make sure you catch softball's first series. They'll be down in Boca Raton, Florida in the Joan Joyce Classic as they take on Michigan, February 16th, 9 a.m. sharp. So make sure you mark your calendars. They also have, later that day, Louisville on the 16th at 1130. So get that marked on your calendars. Make sure you follow the Seton Hall softball team through their whole entire journey a very long season they have same with baseball and all our other spring sports make sure you go follow us on Pirates Overboard on Instagram and all your other social medias we will see you next time